Hello, and welcome to the Holiday Gift Guide edition of the One Drink Book Club. Tonight, I'm joined by Susie Wagner, President and Chief Problem Solver of Brand and Buzz, and a friend. Susie joined me for an earlier podcast about Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz, and she booked me on Anthony Horowitz. I have read probably five books by him in the last couple of months. It's been uh, terrific, and she was kind enough to join me for this holiday episode. Welcome, Susie. Well, thank you, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here, and I really like your hat. I don't know where you went shopping, but I gotta, I gotta go there myself. <laughs> Clearly, great minds think alike. We're both wearing adorable um, Santa hats in honor of the that's, season. That's right. So, out of the gate, this one was a little easier on the cocktail front because we had all of the holiday cocktails available to us. So, what did you choose? What was your cocktail here tonight? Well, okay, like my book list, I went a little off off roading a, a little off the rails it's my favorite time of year and so on reflecting on all that was amazing this year i made um, an aperol spritz which is Ooh. is not a, a holiday drink but it was the best thing we did this year was go to italy with the kids and we discovered the aperol spritz there and so in honor of my favorite time of this year i made this drink I think that totally uh, falls within the the confines of what we're trying to do. All right. I well, looked at a lot of different cocktail uh, recipes for the holidays, mm -hmm. and I narrowed it down to about three, and I made my final choice based on the name. So what I made tonight was an Aunt Clara's Pink Bunny Pajamas. <laughs> and so Wait, we'll see how this is. Real. You definitely made yeah, that Honest up. to God, that's the, name, that's the name of the drink. I found okay, well, it... Uh, you know, on the internet, and it is bourbon cream, oh my. Uh, gin, cranberry juice, and a little simple syrup. So it kind of breaks some of my cocktail rules. I try to avoid cream and dairy in my uh, cocktails. Yeah, but, but this time of I year, figured, what are you going to do? Exactly. So how is it? Try it. Let me know you like it. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. Mm. It's definitely a dessert type of drink. You know, it's kind of yeah. got that heavy feel, but it's tasty for sure. I really thought so, you were going to go egg, eggnog martini or something crazy avant-garde that you would make on your own. This you know, I thought about it, but eggnog is really heavy. I mean, oh, bourbon yeah. cream is heavy, but eggnog is super heavy. Recently, over Thanksgiving, I was visiting my parents in Indiana, and my dad made eggnog pancakes. So instead of using milk, he used eggnog. It was actually amazing. It I had to be delicious. I highly recommend. Yeah, A little nutmeg on top? Mm-hmm. Very mm -hmm. good. A little cinnamon. All right. I, I think that in addition to this podcast, you're going to have to have a series of recipes that you add in because you're uh, maybe, some maybe I will. Serious options right now that I know people are going to try out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to All it. Right, so the rules of this are. This is going to be a gift-giving guide. This is also kind of late in the season, so if this is your last-minute gifts uh, go wrong. for the book lovers on your list. And what we'll do is. Susie and I are both going to provide five different books that we liked in 2023. My list, I don't know about yours, but my list is books that I read in 2023. They weren't necessarily published in 2023. So some of mine are older. So being that I'm a gentleman, I will say ladies first. Uh, so what was your first gift giving guide book? So this was, like I said, this was really hard for me. And just like you opened the conversation, I discovered Anthony Horowitz this year. And 
then once I discovered him, I just dove in and read every single thing I could find that the man had written, almost. And I deep into a soon-to-be five-part series, which is the word is murder series. It's the Hawthorne Investigates series. And what's so cool about this book series, and you can pick up any single one of them, doesn't matter. You can start with the word is murder. You can go all the way up to the fourth one. The fifth is coming out this coming spring. But if you like mystery and you like police drama and you like characters that are real and believable and not necessarily likable, uh, you would like this series. What makes it so compelling as a reader is that Anthony Horowitz breaks all the rules and he puts himself as a main character, which I really have never seen before. So I fell in love with this entire series and I just enjoyed it immensely. So that was my first pick. If you like mystery and police, the word is murder. Hawthorne Investigate series. Well, I I completely uh, agree with you. I just finished the fourth in the series probably a week ago. Did you like it? I did. And I did like it. Mm-hmm. And they really are good whodunits. It is fun that Anthony Horowitz puts himself in the book. So you're quite not quite sure what is real and what is is fiction. Right. Because uh, some of it follows his real life resume and things. I would say my only complaint is that on the audiobooks, Anthony Horowitz sounds a little bit like a whiny Hugh Grant. <laughs> and that is my only slight, he is slight criticism. He is British. I he guess is. everybody in their 50s who is, you know, a writer is going to sound a little like Hugh Grant. <laughs> if, if you're lucky. If you're okay, lucky. What, what was your first book? So my first one is for pretty much it could be anyone on your list is the Thursday Murder Club series. I could not recommend this more. It's delightful. The characters are just lovely. It is a bunch of pensioners in Britain at a retirement community called Cooper's Chase. And it reminded me, or it occurs to me that in our lives, there are a few times that we're ready for new friends. And so like when you go off to college, like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm ready to find a bunch of new friends. Sometimes if you're having kids, you get a new influx of new friends because you find other people Baby who groups, are just pregnant, or be, you know, that kind of thing. And apparently when you're widowed or going to a retirement home is another time where you meet new friends. And so this group, it's also who done it, but at this Cooper's Chase, they have Bridge Club and Francophile Club and Jigsaw Puzzle Club, but they also have the Thursday Murder Club and they bring up cold cases and solve murders. And the characters are just wonderful. Uh, you laugh because it's really funny, but then it's really touching at different times. And the fourth book in that series called The Last Devil to Die mm-hmm. came out this year and it's by Richard Osman and it's uh, wonderful. Well, it gives me some hope because someday when I am a widow, I fully expect to outlive Eric. Um, I'm going to need some good friends who want to help me solve crimes in my old age. Well, it is made for a movie or a series or a Netflix series. And I can't wait to see who they cast in all those roles because they're just really fun characters. I think that's awesome. All right. What is your second suggestion? My second, again, I fell in love with this author named Ellie Griffiths. And she's so incredibly talented. She's written under two names. Her given name, which is Dominica De Rosa. And the majority of her books are under Ellie Griffiths. And she has written no fewer than four different series. And I've loved all of them. But my favorite by far is the Ruth Galloway series. And her 14th book came out this year. 14th book, Jamie. I discovered her on book 12. So I had a lot of reading to do this year. It's a lot like the American TV show Bones. 
except mm, instead okay. of um, Temperance Brennan being so glamorous and amazing and interesting. And this one has kind of a chubbier lady who is a forensic anthropologist, and she gets paired with a curmudgeon police detective named Harry Nelson. And they, over this series of books, they become kind of on-again, off-again lovers. And their relationship is as interesting as the murders that they investigate and solve. And they find themselves to get pulled in almost like the X-Files back in the day. Like they're always really become part of the murder mystery or crime. God, I loved it. Like the 14th book came out this year. And I I think I may have actually cried when it ended because I didn't want to say goodbye to Ruth. I like lost a good friend, which is about as cheesy a thing I will ever say. Well, well, don't limit yourself. I feel, I know you. I feel like you have more in you. You're, you're now, not wrong. I am always for a chubby hero. Just personally, I identify right? with them. Right. Why not? That's great. All right. Well, They're that great. sounds terrific. I haven't read those. So good. That They're will great. go on my They're list. really, really, really good. Yeah. All right. So my next book is mm-hmm. for the history lover on your list mm-hmm. or a news junkie. And this was a recommendation from a coworker, and it's called The War Lovers by Evan Thomas. And it covers, it's a you know nonfiction, and it covers the lead up to the Spanish-American War in the late 1800s, where you have Theodore Roosevelt, you have William Randolph Hearst, and you have Henry Cabot Lodge, who was the majority leader in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And they cover things about how they went to war, and it really was... These guys just wanted a war. And, it, yeah. and Teddy Roosevelt almost didn't even care who it was with. And we kind of felt like the country was becoming, you know, pansies and that, that people needed to be manly men. And like we needed a war to kind of get everybody together. I mean, the Spanish never sunk the Maine, you know, the, the cry, you know, remember the yeah, Maine. Yeah. In Cuba. And it turned out that that was actually like an internal explosion, like it was negligence. It, it wasn't the Spanish at all. That. I don't think I knew yeah. that. You're breaking yeah. news right here. Breaking news right here. But it was also somewhat helpful to see in this time right now where we have so much biased news yeah. um, all over the place that in mm-hmm. people are just so disheartened by the news. Back in the late 1800s, William Randolph Hearst was making stuff up left and right. The news was even worse than it was today. And they got us into me. a war. So, And we survived that time. So in some ways... It was uh, depressing that they went to war on these kind of pretenses, but it was also encouraging that they were able to kind of overcome this. So it may seem awful now, but it's been awful before. So that was somewhat of a perspective thing that I thought was interesting. So if you have a history lover on your list, I thought The War Lovers was a good read. I like it. That sounds good to me. Well, we haven't touched this genre before, but romance. And to be honest, I don't do a lot of romance, but... There were a lot of things that were stressful this year. Work was really busy. There was, I mean, all good, but there was just a lot of news, a lot of really terrible international news, things happening, tech news. It was bad. I just needed a little escapism. And I had the great good fortune of meeting Catherine Center and having dinner with her a few months ago. And I am embarrassed to say I had not known her books before. She writes these really beautiful, quirky, funny, romance novels. And they're not like Harlequin with some goofy guy with a bare chest and a, a steed. It's it's really just um, adorably normal people who find and fumble their way into finding the life and the love that they're supposed to have. And she's written a series of books. I devoured all of them. Happiness is for Beginners is right now trending on Netflix. I actually prefer the book. 
don't tell Catherine that, but, but the movie <laughs> is getting a lot of acclaim on Netflix. But I think my favorite book that she wrote was something called The Bodyguard. And it's just a very playful kind of role reversal where a female bodyguard has to protect a male celebrity, you know, heartthrob action guy. And they end up sort of finding their way through a messy situation. And, and it's just adorable. But every book Catherine Center writes, just like she herself is charming and reaffirming. And there's a lot of great pearls in there to help you, I don't know, just change your attitude, find your positive and, and want to persevere. So Catherine Center books, I like The Bodyguard. Again, Happiness for Beginners is, is really up there right now too. Nice. All right. You know, the, the most recent romance novel I read was by accident. I was looking for a historical fiction and I, I saw this Outlander had all these ratings on them. And I thought, oh, well, this, you know, it's, it's rated so highly. Everybody likes this. I'll, I'll start reading it. And about halfway through, I went, wait a second. Is this a romance novel? Like, wait. And by then I was too vested because it's a really long book too. It's and then romance. I, it's really you know, historical fiction. It's, it's yeah. historical biography. It's, you know. Sure. Yeah. It's Jamie totally Mel romance. Yeah. 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 God, Jamie. But again. Oof. I liked it because the hunk in it was named Jamie. So I, you know. It's actually one of my all-time favorite books also. And a great series. It was good. Although when I got to the end of it, I was like, all right, I, I can't do any more of this. You stopped after the first Outlander? I stopped after the first. Wow. Did, did you watch so, the show on Stars? I did not. But I watch probably need to check that out. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. really good. All right. What's next on your list? <laughs> so next on my list is for the music lover. Uh, I would say The Storyteller by Dave Grohl, the lead mm. singer of the Foo yeah. Fighters or the of creator of the Foo Fighters. Really good book. If you're from the Washington area, it's really fun because he talks about growing up in Springfield, Virginia, which is yeah. very close to D.C. He is incredibly humble, incredibly curious. He has this kind of almost boyish charm. He's met almost all of his idols. He's friends with Paul McCartney and he really has the wherewithal to think I am the luckiest guy in the world, but he's, great? In, he's so talented. And so the stories in there are great. If you listen to the audiobook, he does the narration, just really a, a fun book. This year I also read Bono's book, which oh, was yeah, also was interesting, that? but it was very heavy. Like it was uh -huh. a lot of Bono. You had to kind of take it in doses. Whereas Dave Grohl, it was a little easier to read and enjoy. So people uh, love Dave Grohl. I mean, they just Hard not love to. him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Okay, well, so next on mine is everyone who's going home to see family members, maybe sometimes wants to, you know, not really, but thinks about maybe murdering them. I say Sally Hepworth <laughs> is your author. Not only has she become a good personal friend, but she is, the, I think she's the second highest best-selling author in Australia. She's based in Melbourne. Her eighth book is coming out this coming spring. It's called Darling Girls. It's already out in Australia, but not in the US. That'll be in April. But her newest book, oh, I think I have it. Oh, it's called The Soulmate. This was mm. last year's book. And she just keeps getting better. I have read every single one of her books. And you can't go wrong with any of them, but they just keep getting better. They're page turny, twisty family dramas, sometimes murder. This one, The Soulmate, is about a family that lives, you can kind of tell by the cover, they live across the street from a cliff overlooking the ocean. And it happens to be a place, this is loosely based on real life, where people have gone to kill themselves. And 
she imagines what that must have been like, because this is really happening in Australia. There is a family that sort of saves people's lives. This book is fiction, obviously. It's a couple, Gabe and Pippa. And Gabe is this adorable guy who can talk to anybody. And he frequently rescues people off the edge of the cliff and brings them back home for tea and oh, wow. shares a story and changes their mind until one day he doesn't rescue the person. And when his wife finds out that he had a history with them, the question becomes, did he push him? And oh, so it's wow. really, I mean, before this, she wrote a book called The Mother-in-Law. She's written about Alzheimer's, abduction, families. You can find something to thrill yourself or anyone on your list if you just take a look at the books that she's written. So there oh, you go. Oh, great. Oh, that yeah. sounds really good. Yeah. Okay. My next one is for the sports lover. And if you liked the movie Hoosiers, uh, you will love. Who didn't exactly blind your ponies by Stanley Gordon West. And it is to me a Montana based version of yeah. Hoosiers. It's about a awesome. kind of a damaged school teacher who moves to Montana to get out of the rat race. Uh, he is the default basketball coach for this very tiny high school and he's thinking about quitting but he gets a couple more players and they try to put together a season and it's really a cute story it's i i call it hoosiers plus friday night lights because there's some really great characters the kids and their families really heartwarming book i really recommend it so well and it's based in montana ponies. Which is yes. also a character, right? I mean, it, there's yeah. no better place. I actually had drinks earlier this week with a friend who who did the same thing. He was a prominent journalist. He's an editor. He recently moved to Montana, and he was talking about the culture there and how people in Montana, because the elements can kill you, really look out for each other, and that they have just this tight-knit community that you don't always find anywhere. So that sounds great. May yeah, buy it really good. What's your next one? Okay. My next one... I feel like I've done too much drama. I will do a nonfiction historical biography. Again, going back to Netflix picks, if you are aware that this is the last season of The Crown, and if you've been interested in following it at all, then you have to read Tina Brown's The Palace Papers. It is so compelling. Page turning. You feel like you are working inside the palace and seeing the queen and Philip's interactions and Camilla and Charles and, and Will and Kate and Harry and Meghan. And Tina Brown, she's a digger, investigative journalist. She comes with receipts. So this story <laughs> is like so juicy and so page turny. And it really sheds some different perspective on the fallout of uh, William and Harry this year. And so it was perfect time to read this tell-all biography series. Well, that sounds interesting. There's definitely people on my list who would enjoy that, who yeah, love following the intrigue, the palace intrigue of Buckingham Palace. So that sounds really interesting. Okay, good. A, good a suggestion. Follow -up book, a follow-up book after this one would be Endgame. And I haven't read it yet, but it's on my bedside table right now. And it's the very last of the kind of dive-in series. So there you go. Endgame mm, and the Palace okay. Papers. All right. What do you got next? All right. This is my last on the list. And this is for people who like historical fiction and or live in Florida. And so. <laughs> Wait, is that, is that possible? Does anyone in Florida it, like historical fiction? Well, I don't know. But if you like historical fiction, you would like this book. And if you live in Florida and may not like historical fiction, you might like it. All right. And it's called A Land Remembered. It's by Patrick Smith. And it follows three generations of a family that 
basically moved to Florida, lived in the swamp, really carved out a farm, a business, and through each generation got more wealth, more power. So some of it's about greed, some of it's about the relationships, but a lot of it covers what it was like to live in Florida in the 1800s, early 1900s. And I had no idea, like there was wild cattle that they were trying to catch and domesticate. There was the orange groves. There was all sorts of storms. So it was really interesting. And it gave me a new perspective about Florida. I mean, I've never lived in Florida and I think about landscaped Florida and I've been to the Everglades, but this really talked about how tough it was. I mean, this was really the frontier in the 1800s. And so uh, the characters were good and Florida is a character in this book. It was, it was really interesting. So did it make you like Florida better? Yeah. Well, it gave me, you know, if you think about Disneyfied Florida, in my mind, Florida kind of existed 1950 plus, you know, I don't think about Florida before that. And this made me kind of appreciate that Florida had pioneers that were trying to tame the land and carve out a new life. Um, So it was very interesting. I learned a lot about Florida and about the time in this one. I like it. Well, my, my last book, I think I've already gone over by one, but my, I would be remiss not to mention Sarah Pekinen's Gone Tonight, or as I like to call her, international best-selling author, Sarah Pekinen. And a lot like Sally Hepworth and Ellie Griffiths and Catherine Center and Anthony Horowitz, everything she writes, I read and I love it. I fell in love with her books with The Wife Between Us, which was just such a crazy, twisty thriller where you didn't see things coming. But Colleen Hoover, you know, America's international sweetheart of an author said about Sarah Peckinen's book, I fell in love with Sarah's books. I'm a huge fan of her books and Gone Tonight is her best yet. And so this one is about a mother who's always tried to be very protective of her daughter. And her daughter is now 24 years old and she's ready to kind of spread her wings. And she's a nurse and she finds out that her mother has been deceptive. And there's a lot she doesn't know about her mother or her own background. And so you wonder is her mom a good guy or a bad guy? And it's really edge of your seat kind of roller coaster. And you don't know what's going to happen until the very, very end. And even then you're not sure. So if you have somebody who, I don't know, maybe they don't trust their mom. Maybe they don't like their mom. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they just want There's to go on a roll. Because of your recommendation, I did read Gone Tonight and I really I enjoyed it. Oh, oh yeah. I did. So at some point, if we can get Sarah Pekinen on the show, that would be super fun because I have many questions about Gone Tonight <laughs> that I wanted to ask her. Well, um, she has a brand new book coming out this spring. She just came back yesterday from India where she has been working with a um, dog rescue charity, saving dogs, animals, all kinds of animals out in the streets of India and getting them fostered and, and taken care of. And she's just doing amazing things. So. If you have a chance, check her out on Instagram and learn more about her side projects because she's just so cool. That sounds awesome. Very yeah. nice. Well, <laughs> what are your plans right. for Christmas, Jamie? Uh, staying here for the holidays and I think after New Year's, a little trip to the Caribbean. So that might be Ooh. kind of fun. So, yeah. How about you? I love it. We are hosting a big kind of Christmas Eve with the uh, same family and friends we've been doing it with for years. And then I think we are going to be going up to New York because two of my kids have not seen the oldest kid's apartment yet. So we are planning to go to New York and see a show and check out the big city while the lights are still bright. Oh, fun. I was there two weekends ago and uh, 
it was fun to walk around and walk up Fifth Avenue and see all the so lights pretty. and the, the tree and everything. It was great. Such a, such a cool city. Well, I hope this helps people get some last minute holiday shopping done and hope people will discover some new authors. Yes. I thank you for coming on and, and having such great suggestions. I think we have everybody covered. Music lovers, <laughs> history lovers, sports lovers. So Romance. there's a some, little something for everybody. Romance lovers. So, um, Good. yes. Uh, so I think it will be great. And uh, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year. Bye.